on the things that we can't do, but what we can do, Lord, and and to walk hand in hand with you, Lord, um, being led into to service where you want us to be. We pray that you would be glorified in all that we think, say, and do. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, we're going to jump around. Uh, we're kind of in between series. Um, and so we're going to jump around just a little bit. This morning, I want to start out in Psalm 90, verse 12. Psalm 90, verse 12. In Psalm 90, verse 12, and, and it says in the NASB, it's up there on the, the board for you. Uh, so teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. The NLT says it this way. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. That is, we need to take advantage of the time that we have here on this earth. And as we look around and as we start a new year, I just want to try to challenge you from Scripture, some practical applications. We're just going to jump around. Uh, Hopefully you can go back and look at the context if you want and and see what it has to say in detail. But uh, for us today, I just want to challenge us that we would would be people who are wise, fully following the Lord. And if we're wise in how we spend our time and and our goals and and being purpose-driven by the Lord, uh, you know, it it will kind of avert, that is, by the word avert, it will guard or ward off the negatives of the unexpected. And, and so the challenge for us uh, this morning and, and for the whole year is that we would be people who are willing to walk hand in hand with the Lord Jesus Christ, and only He can give us wisdom. And if, we're, if we realize, man, I don't, you know, time is but brief. If we realize the minimum, minimal amount of time that we have here on this earth, everything we think, say, and do would be for His glory. And so that's the challenge this morning for us. But if we're people who are wise, then we can have um, the ability uh, to absorb some of the difficulties of life. And, and just uh, want to share a little story with you. Or, uh, you know, does August 24, 79 AD ring a bell to anybody? No? Nobody remembers? August 24, 79 AD. Uh, I, I'm sure that the fo- folks in the, the Roman city, and, and this is on the lines of the brevity of life, in this Roman city or town of about 20,000 started their day just like any other. You know, getting that cup of coffee, you know, looking out over the, the mountainside or walking down the paths, buying the, their daily goods and getting to work on time. Um, maybe doing their laundry, getting after the kids. You know, while all this was happening, about 8 a.m. that that morning, there were small emissions that were coming out from Mount Vesuvius. You know, sometimes I say these at home, they go pretty easy. Vesuvius, right? Mount Vesuvius. But that afternoon, it erupted violently, burying many of the people of Pompeii, in a thick layer of volcanic ash. This was very unexpected. 
We see a lot of unexpected things or things that take place that surprise us. You know, there are a lot of people who, or we expected a lot of people to live in C2022, but there are a lot who have passed away unexpectedly. You know, whether it was an illness or an accident or an unexpected tornado, maybe even a fire. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 27 and 28 that, and inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes the judgment. No one can escape death. I mean, now when we look at Scripture, we can say, well, we may if we are alive when the rapture occurs. But no one can escape. Verse 28 goes on, So Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly await Him. The question is, do we eagerly await Him? Have we turned to Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins? Have we placed our full faith, our full faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus said in Matthew 24, 44, For this reason you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think He will. And a lot of this, um, oh, I must have put in the wrong verse. Yeah. It's 24 instead of 44 up there, sorry. But in 44 it says, For this reason you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think He will. When I look out at the craziness of the world, I think, well, it's surely getting close to the Lord's return. Surely. But even if it isn't, we look around and so many unexpected things happen. And if the Lord calls us home, what will we have done with the time that we had while we were here on this earth? Now I want to give you a pep talk, a challenge as we start a new year. And many of us have already heard many, 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 many sermons about this. And even those who do not, only, dark, only those who darken the door of a, a church doorsteps of a church because of funerals probably have heard the same type of message. First to turn to Christ and understand that their life is brief. Second, that we also have a wonderful hope in the Lord Jesus Christ of eternal life. But when you look at Matthew 24, see you see the word you also. Are we also ready? Whether we think of it you know, whether it'll be the rapture and, and talking to someone who lost their grandfather this week, she mentioned he thought he would see the rapture. I hope I do. All right? What's going to happen before then, though? How many of us will go on to be the Lord? Everyone's going to see the rapture, whether they're in the grave or alive. I guess I say I want to be here living when the rapture occurs. But whether people consider the future return of Jesus or not, we are given a chance far too frequently to consider 
our mortality, our own mortality. And so here at the beginning of 2022, uh, hopefully we can renew our passion to serve Jesus faithfully and not shrink back to spiritual infancy. That is, that we would be mature. We must be mature in our thinking and energetic in our living, and that's what I want to challenge you with this morning. Um, So our main concept or thought is a wise believer will fervently embrace a life with Christ, averting the unexpected blows of life. See, I think it's when we're walking with Jesus hand in hand that the blows of life, like the body blows, uh, uh, going back uh, to uh, maybe a boxing analogy, able to be fit and ready to absorb those body blows from the opponent. When we're walking with Jesus, we're able to, to be fit and ready for, for all those things that come our way. And so how do we avert the unexpected blows of life? How do we guard ourselves against anything and everything life can throw at us? First, guard ourselves by being mature in our thinking. We need to be mature in our thinking. And how, how do you grow in maturity? I mean, if you're not going forward, you're going to be going backwards, right in our growth i challenge you how, how do we do this first love him love him and don't let anything weaken that love for him and we all face those those crests and the 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 valleys of life where we're either really clinging to the lord and walking with him fervently or we're just it's really hard to even think about uh, spending time alone with the Lord Psalm 42 Psalm 42 1 and 2 says as the deer pants for the water brooks so my soul pants for you O God my soul thirsts for God for the living God when shall I come and appear before God? Is that our desire? You know, what deludes love when you think about it? Even in, in your marriage relationship or any relationship, sometimes just familiarity, right? Or you kind of get in that rut. Maybe you can even end uh, your loved one's sentence when they begin to talk. Sometimes having the same old, same old, or knowing, getting used to the same old, same old, it just, it just dulls down your love for them. It's the same with the Lord. Sometimes we just, yeah, I know the Lord, and yeah, okay. Sometimes we think we know it all. We think there's nothing left to know. We, and men, that's very dangerous with your wives. Okay. No. There's so much more about your wife. But there's so much more about the Lord. Um, doing some of the same Bible studies, I go to the same old passages that I just have been to about six months ago, but when I read it, they're powerful. Isn't that a blessing? How many of you have been blessed as you go back to a very familiar passage and you're like, wow, hopefully, 
I believe the Word is that like that. Don't think you know it all. Or the Word. Don't think you know all that the Word has to offer you. But we take for granted who God is or who others are. That, that, that deludes love. Sometimes laziness creeps in because of that, that view. A lot of times laziness and in investing in that relationship occurs because we think, oh, there's nothing else to gain or to know. Sometimes blindness to the truth. His love, right? When Stephen was talking, he said, uh, it came to his mind, you are made for purpose and you are loved. You know God loves you? Look at the cross. The Lord God loves you. There's many other things we can look at to see the love of God. How do we retain the passion for Him? Going back to that, that verse that I just referred to in Psalms, Psalms 42, 1 and 2, um, you know, as a deer pants for the water, you know, how do we retain the passion for Him, that panting for Him? Um, in David Jeremiah's book, um, Where Do We Go From Here? He quotes Sherwood Elliott Wirt, A Thirst for God, another book who states spiritual hunger works just opposite from physical hunger. When we are physically hungry, we eat and, satis- and satisfy our appetites and cease to be, hung- hung- to be hungry. But when we are spiritually undernourished and are then given a feast of good spiritual food, it makes us hungrier than ever. Thus, the more we learn about God's love, the more we want to know we can't get enough. Do you believe that? Have you ever come to a point where you're, you're, wow, this passage is powerful. This time that I spent in the Word and in prayer, the time I spent in prayer was a blessing. If you haven't, I challenge you to commit time to be spent with the Lord daily this coming year. Don't drift but cling to Him. And, and we're very short on time. I want you to look at Hebrews 2, 1 and 3. At some point in time, spiritual drifting occurs naturally. It's like when you're out in the ocean. If you've ever been in the ocean, if you're out there in the waves, enjoying the waves, and you don't look at where you got in, where the rest of the family is, and you're out there a while, eventually you're going to be down the coastline. It moves you. It drifts you down the the coastline. So you have to struggle and fight to be where you're supposed to be. And so don't let anything delude your love for the Lord. Know the Lord as well. Know Him. And don't let anything distort it. There are so many things that creep into our lives. You know, we have been so inundated by horrible philosophy and I would say the last couple hundred years, but humanity has always struggled with horrible thinking, views, philosophy. You know, a lot of times, you know, sinful man seeks autonomy. We, we seek to be our own person. You know, culture, professionalism cries out that we must leave Christ at home, doesn't it? In the schools. Leave Christ at home, at work. Leave Christ at home. 
But God tells us there is no separation. Francis Schaeffer in his book, Escape from Reason, says there is nothing autonomous, nothing independent from the lordship of Jesus Christ and the authority of the Scriptures. And I want to challenge you by saying it this way, Jesus must be first in your life. And so in 2022, will you commit, and kids, you youngsters, will you commit to love Jesus more than anything? He is worthy of your love. He is worthy of you getting to know Him better. You can know Jesus better. Kids and adults, we are not the center of the universe. Right? It's not all about me. It's not all about me. So we need to evaluate where we stand. Romans 12, 1 through 3. You know, it's so easy to think that I I know it's not all about me. It isn't. I know that. (laughs) I'm doing really good. Pride can creep in and make us think that we're doing just fine and dandy when we aren't. Romans 12.3 says, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Now I like to quote that verse out of my translation because I'm very familiar. So when I look at the New Living Translation, it says, whoa, yeah, that is what it's saying. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And again, Hebrews 4.12, or I say again because hopefully you're very familiar with Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So the challenge here is that we must be mature in our thinking by knowing the Word of God, by being in the Word of God and being in prayer, spending quiet time with the Lord and allowing Him and seeking Him to guide and direct you and convict you. The Holy Spirit will convict you. He convicts you with the Word of God. Are you in the Word? Wisdom and maturity guides us to to love and to know Him. It guides us to evaluate where we truly are. And I just want to challenge you, don't think you are better than you are. Don't allow life to lull you to sleep. Don't allow Satan to trick you. Psalm 90, verse 12, again, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Know that we have but a brief time here on this earth and we should take advantage of every moment we have and it begins by taking advantage of the relationship that I hope that you're in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that you've turned to Him for the forgiveness of your sins by faith. And you've confessed your sins to Him. If we are people who are fervently embracing a life with Christ, He will help us to grow in maturity and we will be able to thwart the the body blows 
of the unexpected that life may throw at us. Second and finally, we're going to kind of go through this just real briefly because we're already past our time this morning. But second, guard yourself against the unexpected by being energetic in how you live as specifically for Him. So just remember, at first, you must have that relationship with Him to be able to have the, the wisdom to know where to go, what to do, and the energy to do it. You can't do it on your own. In passage that speaks about the victory through Jesus Christ and the resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, a passage that starts out in 1 Corinthians 15. Remember, 1 Corinthians 15 is a resurrection chapter. Over 500 brothers and sisters in Christ had seen Jesus alive at one time. After His death, burial, and resurrection, He is alive. And He is coming again. He has defeated death Right? Verse 56. And therefore we have victory in Christ Jesus. And verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Right? Stand firm. Be steadfast. Immovable. Always abounding. Abounding. Have you ever thought about that word in this passage? I always think about the stand firm or be steadfast. Right? Right? but always abounding (laughs) in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. We can have great energy in living for the Lord Jesus Christ, doing the things that He's called us to do, even if it's filling out the work day and doing our normal job, even if that job is breaking ice over and over again, (laughs) or feeding the cattle. Or doing the dishes, right? Or the laundry, or oh, it's 2022. We got to do our taxes for 2021. I know we got a little time, right? A little time. It's another year, all right? It's, even if we're doing accounting again, you know, all that. Just remember, man, yesterday was January 2021. No, the days are short. Again, Hebrews 9, 27 through 28, where it points about we're all mortal. We don't know how much time we have. In, in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, you know, count the cost and be brave. Stand firm. If we know Christ, we have a lot to live for. We know what's coming. We, have, we can have great joy, great hope because of what Jesus has done. He is alive and He is coming again. Our toil is not in vain in the Lord. Are we living for the Lord? Be energetic. Let the good works for the Lord abound. And remember, Stephon mentioned, you know, Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 2, 1 through 7. Here's a church that was doing a lot of good things. The Ephesians church. And it says, remember your first love. There's all these great things that you've done. You've persevered. And a lot of us stand firm. Let's persevere. Let's let's hang on. Hold on. Let's do our best. Let's just keep plugging away. And then we are plugging away and we forget. Oh, yeah, I should have a relationship with the Lord. 
I can't, my life cannot be, I cannot live in abundance if I'm not clinging to Christ and that wonderful relationship with Jesus Christ. And so a lot of times at the beginning of the year we challenge you, hey, read through the Bible. How many of you ever read through the Bible? Have you done it multiple times? I think it should happen (laughs) multiple times. But sometimes we need to slow down, take our time, and do an in-depth Bible study, take our time through Scripture, spend time in prayer. You know, some of us, oh yeah, I can read and study the Word, but are we praying? Man, there's so much to pray about. I'm not just talking about intercessory prayer for one another and for those things in our community, but talking to the Lord. Life can be very frustrating, can't it? So are you spending time with the Lord? Daily? Remember your first love. Do you love Jesus? You may be phenomenal at getting things done. But there's a caution. Do you love Christ? Are you relishing your time with Him? And so, just a challenge as we start this new year, we must cling to Christ. We must, you know, be fervent in what we do to glorify Him, but be fervent, that is, be be passionate about your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know it's hard. It's hard for me to want to spend time with the Lord Jesus Christ. But be committed to spend time with Him. Because a wise believer will fervently embrace a life with Christ. And this will protect you from what comes this year and the rest of your life. It's kind of like putting that heavy coat on and the gloves on, right? This morning when it was negative, whatever, 11 or whatever, my car was reading or the... (laughs) You go outside and the car doesn't want to start. Man, you bet, I hope you have your coat on. Kids, don't be walking around in negative 11 degree temperature with shorts on. You'll regret it when you're sometime. I don't know when. And, okay, side issue. This time of year, you may not need a coat on, but make sure one's in the car. You're good until the car breaks down. Right? It protects you. From the elements, and there's a lot that's going to, that hopefully they're all blessings this year, but there's a lot that could come our way. So put on Christ and walk with Him. Remember Psalm 90 verse 12, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. You will grow in wisdom if you're clinging to Christ. I want to end today's time with this, this quote. As I was cleaning things out, trying to figure out where we're going to go here next Sunday and on into 2022 in our studies, I I found this at the bottom underneath some stuff. I don't know if it's an old quote that I had written down, my wife had written down, or Gene had written down. I'd found it just down in a corner. Irma Bombeck was a newspaper columnist, and she said, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say, I use everything you gave me. I think you will be, I believe you will 
be totally content with and the Lord would be completely pleased with you if you first commit your ways to Him, walking with Him, and you will fulfill this if you are walking with Him daily. You can't do it in your own strength. But is this something that we would like to see? If it is, spend time with Christ daily. And Jesus, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would guide and direct us, help us to know our, our failures, help us to know um, uh, the best, best times that we can spend with you. Help us, for some of us, our days are so full. Work, family, friends, so many other things that come into it. So give us wisdom, Lord, to know how to, to set aside time to spend with you. Lord, we thank you for all that you've given us. Just guide and direct us as we go out this year to know not only what it is you want us to do, but how we can spend quality time with you. And um, we thank you that we can. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning we're going to take up uh, offering. The first Sunday of every month is for the missionaries.